Hello. Hi. Hi. Episode 25 of the Lesbian Supper Club. Hello, guys. Welcome, everyone. How are you? We are good. Still really good. Really <laughs> mm-hmm. busy week again. Mm-hmm. Super busy. Super fun. Yeah, really fun. And uh, we did a photo shoot with G-Spot, which is like fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we are even able to do that yeah, is Yeah, um, the insane. team are just like so amazing. The team, the team, all women as well, they are a really amazing bunch. Like they've really just been so good. Like they've been so responsive and so mm-hmm. genuine. And yeah. you don't always get that when working. I mean, we've been actually really lucky so far with the brands that we have worked with. Mm. Like... They've all been fantastic. Yeah, we've had some incredible um, experiences with brands, actually. Yeah. Uh, but that's also because we only work with brands that we want, that we really feel reflect us. And, and the community. The community and what we're all about. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it works, because we have turned down quite a few opportunities where it just wouldn't have been right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, I don't want to just jump at everything that gets thrown our way because you end up boring. No, it needs to be authentic to us yeah. and it needs to be standing for something. Mm-hmm. It need, it, yeah, there's so many checklists that we have, yeah. but oh, I gotcha. really like that. As we discussed last week, guys, we have been hooked to the Quinn app, uh, which is this audio erotica app where they go through all these different kind of stories in like a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, We've just finished episode three of the yeah of the compromised series, which yeah. is voiced by Victoria Pedretti. Oh, um, yeah. It's amazing, literally incredible. It's really good. Yeah, it's such a different. Wa- well, I haven't experienced or come across anything quite like Quinn before. No, you download the app and it's a series of yeah storytelling erotica. This series is particularly amazing because it's very gay and it's very sexy. It's very intense and it really tells a story. I think if you've ever wanted to sleep with Victoria, this is like the closest you're ever going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hot. And episode three, I feel like, turns up the heat fucking fast. Oh, massive. So not only does it turn up the heat fast, like... I don't want to go into too much detail because I'm going to assume that some of you haven't yet got around to downloading it or listen it, listening in, which you really need to. Um, but there's a couple of really good twists in episode three. Yeah. Really there's good like, twists. There's a twist and then there's another. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's so gripping. And I said this before, but it's like, you know, when there is like this like tension and you can like feel it in your ears. Mm-hmm. And because like the breathing is yeah. like right there. In this the is what I mean. They've done so well with the like the ASMR and the sounds and the audios, the, the, yeah. the way that the music and the, yeah, just the sounds have been chosen so ma- clearly, so meticulously. Also, really it's makes a difference. So, so gay. Yeah. Like, you can this really sounds like a lesbian it sounds very true it's very true like when i'm listening to it i'm like oh and also because it has this kind of like spicy exterior like content that's like going on all on the outside of it and then the sex heat well she's a spy right which i think we can we can openly say she's She's a spy what's not hot about that for a start like okay even though it is quite a fanatical storyline yeah it's a fucking great one because what lesbians not dreaming it's it's giving the jodie coma killing eve vibe oh, right like yeah who doesn't want to be in a near-death scenario <laughs> with a spy who could either be saving you or killing you and it's giving oh. that right and it's they can either save me or kill me and and shag me at the same time yeah it's really hot so and as we guys, said you need to listen to this it goes against the grain of so much 
of what we see in the media of like lesbian and queer erotica, where yeah. a lot of people feel like it's so unbalanced, untrue and not reflective of our community at all. Mm-hmm. And we have listened in with a very kind of focused lens on that. And from our perspective, they're hitting the nail on the head and they're doing it really well. Well so done, Quinn. Download Quinn, give it a listen. We're going to put the link in our bio. We want to hear your reviews. And yeah. You can also follow them on Instagram at TryQuinn. And I also love the Instagram. They're the hitting Instagram the nail on the great. head. And like the way that they sell the story with Victoria Bedretti, like that whole yeah. like shoot with yeah. her. and that, Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Even this, that's what's fantastic is the visuals and the way that they've like put the visuals together. You can really kind of tie it in with yeah. the audio. And that's what I like. It, do you know what it does? It tickles something in my brain. Yeah. That's what I like about it. And it's I'm not easy ticker. to please with that stuff. Yeah. So if Grouch is loving it, you're probably going to like it. So true. Check it out, guys. I'm still on my de-aging bullshit. Um, still on my hypochondriac bullshit. Yeah, the list is ever-growing. Yeah. Freya's um, elements list. Is that oh, it's it, so annoying. Like, I, I might submit it to a psychologist. Because yeah. it, it is worrying, Freya, at this point. I you have to acknowledge like that, darling. Right now, I feel a little bit chilly. And that no, me. I'm not getting into this, Freya. We're not doing me. this. I'm We're like, not doing oh, this. No. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start talking about this week's episode and, like, what was the main topic we wanted to cover. And then you have to come in with one of your many fucking issues, illnesses, problems of the... Week, day, hour, fucking minute. Second at this point, actually. Because it changes nearly every fucking second. It is hell inside this brain. People think that I don't have patience. Actually, I think I've got the patience of a fucking (laughs) saint. You're not seeing the BTS guys. The BTS. I've also got a lot of patience with you. Okay, we're not getting into the back (laughs) and forth, Freya. So, we asked, actually, for this week's topic. uh, We asked a couple of weeks ago on our Patreon. Start telling us what you want to hear about, like what you want us to cover. Mm. And uh, one of our incredible listeners messaged us and gave us this suggestion. And I think it's a really good one, actually. So I'm just going to read it out a bit. This person commented and said, maybe discuss something around long-term relationships, like five years plus, Mm -hmm. and how desire changes over time. Also, a thing I've been thinking about a lot recently is how queer women, especially for those who come out somewhat early and have had large groups of friends with other lesbians, the lines between friends and lovers can often blur. Some start as one, become the other, etc. Like, mm-hmm. for example, in my mid-twenties, I slept with or hooked up with the majority of my friends. And the intimacy of friendships, in brackets, sexual or otherwise, was really important. Now as someone who's married and in a monogamous relationship, I find myself missing some of the intimacy I'd had with friendships. Don't think this dynamic gets talked about a ton and it exists very outside of traditional binaries. We'd be curious to hear your takes. And it is so so interesting. Really interesting. I think something that we've experienced a lot, but hadn't really thought about it until this person yeah until they said it yeah that's so true so yeah that is really interesting i think to start from the beginning point of how desire changes Mm -hmm. on a longer relationship i think is really normal i think that a lot of people try to um point fingers or say that that's entirely wrong or you don't love each other anymore you don't think see each other as like sexual anymore or any of these kind of things and i think that's wrong i think that as women, women especially, desire does seem to sometimes go in like ebb and flows 
right? And when you become really comfortable with someone, sometimes I think that that part of you and that part of wanting to make things like sexy or to like go for it a bit more might change. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that people go into a relationship holding on to the first six months. And like that, I feel, mm. is just so truly unrealistic. You mm. have to learn to adapt, change, pivot, revisit, you know, re reinvent yourself and your relationship. Mm. Because it does change over time. Yeah. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to keep that like heightened state of emotion and sexual emotion we put so much pressure on ourselves in our relationship for that to remain that when it mm. slips, we kind of catastrophize it. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really dangerous, actually. And yeah, I think especially with head. lesbians, we have the lesbian bed death tag, right, hanging over our heads. And we've spoken about this before. Mm. I think that further inten intensifies the situation. So we were actually at the G-Spot event a couple of weeks ago, as mm. we've mentioned on the last episode. And we got talking to the incredible Dr. Karen Gurney kind of about this, actually, or mm. just about like sexual wellness generally, um, as Karen is a clinical psychologist, psychosexologist and couples therapist. Wow. God, what a tongue teaser that is. <laughs> tongue teaser. Tongue teaser, very cunnilingus. Um, mm. And we were talking to her about some of these questions and she had so much incredible yeah. insight. And actually a little teaser, she is going to come on the podcast. So I Can't think we wait. can delve into that in much more detail with yeah. her actual clinical evidence and yeah. lived experiences having probably discussed and done masses amount of research on mm. this more so than our hot take on yeah. your lives and your relationships but we've mentioned this before about the growth of relationships but we've mentioned before the growths of relationships on yeah. previous episodes and the changes in relationships mm. and we have gone through it ourselves and as we've said you need to be able to discuss this with your partner open up the conversation of mm. dialogue learn how to navigate through longevity yeah. and changes both emotional sexual physical mm. and like just within life generally so and if you're not able to open up those conversations change up your relationship you know we've spoken before about the spectrum of monogamy and how that can look for every couple mm. and each individual you need to be open to having these conversations because ultimately that is what is going to help the relationship the, stay yeah. strong there's two things that come into this so one of them is ego you get worried that the other person doesn't like you anymore. Don't, I don't even think that's ego. I think that's just like genuine curiosity. I think you might be like, oh God, do they even find mm. me attractive anymore? They never tell me that I look hot anymore. They never make an effort to like take an advance on me. Like it is a shit feeling, right? Yeah. So I think that then the emotions are then really heightened. So trying to actually have this conversation is so fucking hard because you're already wound up you're already upset about it. Yeah. One interesting thing, actually, I will say that Karen did say um, that was a classic for lesbians mm. and why they experience this is that we often veer into becoming best friends a lot easier than straight couples. So lesbians are a lot more accustomed mm. or a lot more likely to transition into like the best friend side of things. Mm. You know, we share clothes. We often um, merge friendship groups we merge a lot of aspects of our life quite closely together. And that 
can sometimes that is what creates you know we're talking much very much here about the kind of sexual closeness the change from the original kind of heightened mm. sexual erotica side of the relationship to a more of a less of that yeah and she was saying that that is a lot of the reason why is that we are really bad at keeping things separate for ourselves mm. and we have said this ourselves you know we recognize mm -hmm. this in our relationship i mean yeah. you're always wearing my fucking clothes yeah uh grow up but it's more one-sided so maybe that's why it's not so much of an issue because i'm not very often wearing yours you just seem to take mine but we very much have merged our friends and things like that but mm. we actually make a really conscious effort to when we're out with those friends in joint friendship groups and again we've said this before we are very separate in the conversations yeah. that we have yeah. So we sure. do make that conscious effort. Mm -hmm. You know, I go down to see my mum on my own sometimes. You go off with family or friends sometimes. And I, I like yeah. to actively encourage you to do that because I like my own space in the house, yeah. as do you. Yeah. And I like to go and do things by myself. And I think that is really poignant. Yeah, I think the whole desire thing as well. Like, I know that sometimes like you, you might never struggle with this because you might keep open communication like, the whole time. But especially if it's been like months since you've had sex or even years, there's also that added pressure of, oh, fuck me, when we actually do it, is it going to be weird? So then like mm -hmm. thinking of that in your head as well can really put you off. Well, because the shitty you might be vagina like, horror story didn't help with that, did it? No. Because they did put it off and then look what happened. No, well, exactly. <laughs> she got herself all ready and they made it a big deal by going to a hotel. See, now for me, that's my worst nightmare. Yeah. I can't make it a big deal You're like that. You're already making it bigger than what it feels. Yeah. And Not what it is, but what it feels. Yeah. So it's just it's just a it's just a myriad of, of so many different things that like come together. But if you think, right, I really love this person, I want to stay with this person, then I think that you both owe it to each other to be able to have that yeah. communication well, without flying so off many the times, fucking handle yeah. though as well. But yeah, I mean, look, we see you if you're going through it. Um you we can are gonna be getting it. someone a lot more qualified to talk about this yeah. on in the very near future. Sure. So we'll pick this point back up and we'll we'll ask we'll ask this question. Yeah. So the second part of that submission was incestuous lesbians, and I'm assuming in their 20s. Mm -hmm. I love this shit. So do I. I live for it. Mm -hmm. But it is so true of our community. Well, it's definitely true of our friendship group. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we go out, we all get drunk, we're grabbing each other's tits. Yeah. We're kissing on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. We're being highly inappropriate. We're, oh, love we're being inappropriate. pulling up our tops, rubbing nipple bar to nipple bar. <laughs> It's absolutely outrageous <laughs> behavior. And I love it. And yeah, I, I can't imagine being my mid, late 30s self or early 40s self no. being married and not doing those no. things. I just think instead of doing it in potentially a bar or a club, we'll be doing it in our own bar in our house. And a therefore, it will probably be even worse. Yeah. Um, clip ring to clip ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why I do we do it? Fucking, yeah, but I don't like this whole idea of like once you're married, that's it. Yeah, same. Fuck Again, because like this is such like a fucking social coy as well. Like, why yeah. is it that we all think that one of you put a ring? And if you want to live like this, fine. If you think okay, putting a ring on it, putting marriage on it is like the ultimate commitment. You're mm -hmm. bound to that person, and that's how you want to live great mm -hmm. 
Don't involve great. me, but great. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Don't but invite me. I do think it's a shame, and I think, again, this is what causes a lot of issues in marriages, is that mm-hmm. when people get married, they suddenly feel like their part of their self is gone because they, they become this merge. And this shame. goes for straight couples as well. I think that's what creates a lot of resentment. I don't see why you have to do it. No. I don't. Even if you have children, like, what's... I still don't, I still don't no. understand. I think it's such a strange concept that like mm. this strict monogamy is the we kind of stop wanting to have fun surely it feels like people relate strict monogamy to purity mm. and like pureness yes so it's like if you Give have children you have to be just with one person and it's just so far astray from how i feel like we as human beings should be living our lives mm. i'm not saying it doesn't work for some people clearly it does but I do find it's not working for the majority and there's clear mm. scientific evidence yeah. and social evidence as to why that yeah. is. But then they, they, they relate it to purity, yet we'll cheat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's almost more expe- accepted <laughs> than actually opening up your relationship. It it, because socially it's been conditioned that that's yeah. kind of the better way of going about to it. It's your so bizarre. It's more acceptable than to have an open conversation yeah. and maybe join in all together, have fun. So the why it. are the queers and the girlies predominantly behaving in this way because we're, we're wild we like to have fun like I, yeah. I think it's because we've already gone through a fucking enough we want to have fun and Who I cares? think we you know like it, it's got its negatives but queer girls in friendship groups we are like another level of close we kind of yeah. do all to, to like treat each other like other girlfriends yeah, right but I like to the that. point where Liana sends us farting voice notes, That's which like, I feel like is very like long term relationship type <laughs> stuff. Or like me and Liana send or long term ne- nemesis chat, <laughs> fucking fart. Yeah, voice and notes. we know the ins and outs of each other's sex lives. Yeah. We know the ins and outs of probably each other's titty size. It's just like we do like to reach another level. And I think it's because female friendship groups generally. And then, as you say, lesbian friendship groups. It's another level of safety. Mm. I think straight women are even like it, though. Straight women are so close to their girlfriends. Yeah, so but that's the spaghetti straight women. Yeah, but add lesbians to that mix. And they are super close. Mm. I think just because like we find a lot of safety within one another as well. Mm-hmm. And like because we are all lesbians, like there is probably going to be chemistry there. Like someone's going to find someone hot, and yeah. it's not deep. This is the thing: you can love and fancy your friends at the same time. You can love them on a platonic level. Mm. You can fancy them on a sexual level. It doesn't mean that you necessarily want to have sex with them or want to mm. be with them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you don't want to have a harmless kiss with them on a yeah, night. Yeah, like, you're and really it be nothing more. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is what, like speaking from the perspective of our friendship group, it can very much just be that. Yeah. I mean, it is very much it just that. that. Like We're literally laughing as we are doing it. Mm-hmm. It's more for us. I think we've got to the point where it's not even sexual anymore. It's kind of it's just funny. like a sick and twisted game of yeah. banter. It's funny. And it's funny to watch other people's reactions. That's kind of why yeah. I didn't do it. Because you see the straight bystanders being like, hang the fuck on. Because a minute ago... She was kissing her. 5'11 redhead Annabelle was with five nine and a half. I'm going to give you that half, Lee. <laughs> curly hair, Liena making out. And now curly hair Liena is kissing five foot five blonde Freya. <laughs> I'm not five, I'm five foot six. I've done that on purpose. I'm five foot six, guys. And, you know, and, and, then, and then you've got like pink hair yeah. coming in. Four foot nine. 
<laughs> four foot nine going for me five ten and it's just a web of like we basically look like a circus it yeah, yeah. we really do <laughs> but in the best possible way and if you're now in a monogamous relationship and you're missing that sort sort it Boo out on you like i think it's such a waste have a bit of fun Okay, uh, and again, actually, maybe this is about, like, levels. Maybe you're like, I do miss it a bit, but I'm super happy. My other half wouldn't be happy with me doing that, and actually, I prioritise the relationship. The kind of okay, thing, that's yeah. the boundary. You accept it. But if the if the want and the miss is spilling into, like, you feel like you're trapping off a part of yourself for this strict monogamous relationship, at some point, I feel like resentment yeah. will build, right? I think if you miss it... We are, you know, uh, th there's such a thing of being able to make compromises and obviously go to each other's boundaries. I really, really respect, really respect that. However, you are also your own person. And you need to, you need to honour who you are as a person. And if what you are doing is really harmless, like you said, I mean, we've all been there and you're able to at least have like, you can talk about it because you, you never know that the other person might not realise or might not have ever had that kind of relationship with their friends, so won't get it, you know? So it's really hard to, like, be able to... How would you even explain that yeah. to someone who'd never had it yeah. before? Yeah, and then the other side of the incestuous lesbian slash queer uh, friendships is, like, it can be intense. Yeah. Because we're so involved in each other's lives, a lot of the mm -hmm. lines are blurred sometimes. And I think it's all part of our queer experience and I wouldn't change a part of like my no. life and my friends and how our relationships navigate. Actually, some of them I would change or would have changed <laughs> historically. But for the majority, you know, for the good and the bad, mm. like no one's perfect it's experiences mm. we're all growing together we do sometimes get too invested in each other's lives maybe there are some unsolicited opinions at times mm -hmm. but ultimately i know my friends have got my back yeah and that is i think one of the main amazing things about the sometimes just difficult discussions that we can have with our friends beyond making out and nipple rubbing in the club is that like we can be honest with each other? We can have those difficult yeah. conversations, and then we move through it. It's a really good way to unwind as well. Yeah. Like if you just want to be silly, like I think sometimes you just want to be silly. You want to do. We shit all encourage stupid. each other in like a really bad and good way. Yeah. So that was our take on that one. Um, Kiss your mates. Kiss your friends. Let us know if you've got married and now you're celibate. Yeah. Sorry to you. R.I.P. So now we slide on slide in, on in to, to the, the final part of the Lesbian Supper Club horror story, which is... Sorry. Shut up. Now we slide on in. <laughs> I've had some arouse this episode. <laughs> and I'm talking about slipping and sliding. Slipping and sliding. <gasps> Does anyone remember that episode on the L Word where they done the oil fighting? Oh my God. That was so hot. Can we recreate that? Yeah, do let's do it. Fight. Should we do that at one of the Lesbian Supper Club events? Yeah, just fucking just oil get fight. Ring. A ring uh, and get the girlies girl. with some like boxing gloves on. You can wear whatever you want because I'm not going to make it Russell Brandy. And just <laughs> fight. Shove some oil on you. Wear what you want. Let's do it. So Freya, you're reading out today's episode. I'm reading out today's episode of the horror story. Um, so I'm going to start from the top. Hey Freya and Scarlett, I hope you're doing well, besties. I hope you're doing well too. Thank you. The girl... Let's call her Jess to keep her identity safe. And I met due to mutuals. She had recently broken up with her ex-boyfriend at the time and I was the third girl she'd talked to ever since she came out as bi. At the beginning, Jess was pretty amazing. Just like any girl at the start of any relationship, we would hang out at least twice a week. Is that it? 
And when we wouldn't hang it's not out. very lesbian of you. <laughs> yeah. And when we wouldn't hang out, we would FaceTime for hours at a time. That is very lesbian of you. Fast forward to eight months into the relationship after Jess and I had been on vacation together and she spent New Year's with my family. I get a call from one of our mutuals. My friend, let's call her Alexa. Wants it. Thank God Alexa isn't in there because she's been pissing me right off. Let's call her Alexa once again to protect her identity. Told me she had seen Jess with her ex before me, aka the guy she dated. We will call him Randy. Randy. We had to give him I a shit I love how she's name. had to give him Randy. Randy. Or like, yeah. Randy's an ugly boy name. That's horrible. It? At a restaurant together. Keep in mind, Jess's car was on the shop. So that Friday, she asked to borrow my car to run an urgent no. errand. Fucking That's hell. Fucking she's got no disgusting. shame, has she? Jess, sort yourself out. Anyways, Alexa was on a date herself that same Friday at the restaurant and she was confused as to why Jess and Randy would be eating together. While on the phone with me, Alexa lost sight of them since they paid the bill and left. After Alexa finished her meal, she called me again to see if I had any suspicious behaviour in Jess's part, but I hadn't, if I'd seen any. We stayed on the phone until she reached the parking lot, as we usually do when she's on a date with a new girl, stroke guy, but she saw a car exactly like mine, with the windows all fogged up on the rooftop parking Shit. just 10 oh spots away God. from her car. Fucking hard. That, I'm sorry, that's, that's a disgraceful minimal level of decorum. We are disgracing Jess. Mm-hmm. I mean, hot car sex is, is great. Hot car sex, as long but as you're not, not when cheating. you're fucking cheating on your girlfriend no, with your ex boyfriend called Randy. Randy, I think I was in denial, but then I asked her to read the license plate for me. Surprise, surprise, it was my car. And can we guess who was in the car? Fucking who? You guessed it. Jess was fucking Randy in the back seat of my Volkswagen. When I went to dump, of Jess, course, the lesbian has a Volkswagen. <laughs> no, a VW. When I went to dump Jess, her excuse was that she just wanted shitty fucking with Randy to see what she felt like before we dated. At least Internalized she complimented homophobia. my fucking skills. But I still did dump her. The end. Hope you all enjoyed. Thanks for being I- lesbian icons. Thank you so much for that. That's like a- an amazing thing to hear. Right. Um, I'm so sorry to the girl that wrote in about this because that... There's two sides to this, though. It, it's the car side? No, 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 no. The two sides are is being the lesbian who has been cheated on. Yeah. But then also the girl fucking it up for the bisexual girls who already have a lot of barriers to break down because a lot of people DM us to say, would you date a bisexual girl? Because I'd be so worried that they're going to go back to men. Mm. So like the narrative that this is feeding as well is really not good because obviously bisexual girls struggle to feel validated Mm. in their sexuality a lot of the time within Mm. the community and then you get people like that which could have happened to anyone that are kind of ruining this narrative for everyone else because they're feeding then this negative narrative that the lesbians have that the bi girls are going to leave them or cheat on them with Mm. a man and like cheating shouldn't like cheating is bad anyway. But yeah. if you've already got that fear that your bisexual girlfriend is going to cheat on you, it with hurts a, man, a bit more though. Come on, let's be um, real. Yeah, it does. It hurt does. More. It does sting. It a would bit hurt more. me more. Okay. Yeah. Um. But in, in this situation, but aside from that, she clearly um was probably suffering with some internalized. Yeah, that's what as well. I think. But the fact that she did it in your fucking, fucking car, car that is low. That honestly makes me so cross. Like yeah. I'm gripping this mic so hard. That would fuck me. I thank God you're, you've got a real one as a friend right there. Yeah. Fucking, but what she should have done is fucking gone over to I'd the table. I'd have tapped on the window. Like, Excuse me. Oh, yeah, would have tapped on the window. Wind it down, please. I would have recorded it, but that's probably illegal, actually. I mean, honestly. In the moment, though, I would have gone fucking I think ham. I would have done something. 
but I, I still respect her for calling you when it all yeah happened. great friend you have there but um but yeah I think I, I don't think I could have sat there whilst all that was going on I think I would have had to have been like what's going on yeah cheating is just so bad but her excuse would be like I just wanted some like shitty sex does she think that's gonna make it better because that would make me lose more respect for her like, because so it's the like sex was so shit that you then went back and did it again whilst you were with me yeah but Exactly. And the choice of person, it's not like she'd met someone new and got carried away in the moment. This is very calculated. It's yeah. very hurtful. I'm glad you dumped her, babe, because Same. she did not sound like she deserved you. But I feel like this has happened a lot. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I don't think it's because I know a lot of quote unquote lesbians as well who are with girls in long term relationships mm. and then end up sleeping with or getting with guys. Mm. And still very much identify as lesbians which is fine but there seems to be a bit of an epidemic at the moment i don't know what's going I on i don't know if it poor is decision making yeah but not because it's a man just the act itself is poor decision making I right think i no, i think it kind of is poor decision making because it is a man if you identify yourself as a lesbian and you are yeah. only attracted to women that is poor decision mm-hmm. making if you're sleeping with men because they, they never feel good about it afterwards either. It's not like they were like, yeah, I really enjoy it. No. It's like, yeah, it's not it like they great. were like, actually, do you know what? I thought I was this and my sexuality mm. has changed, changed or evolved, or which is fine. Yeah. It can happen. It does happen all the time. Mm. But if they're still very much saying, no, I'm a lesbian. I just done it because I wanted to and I didn't try enjoy it, it. That's fine if you want to try it. But don't try it at someone else's expense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Don't do like if don't you're do having those thoughts. Yeah, be honest. Either end the relationship or have a conversation with your partner and tell them what you're totally. feeling, so they can make an informed decision about where they want to take the relationship. But I'm sorry that happened. It's really yeah. shit. I would have paid for her to have valeted my car. I'd have made her get me a new fucking car. <laughs> actually, yeah, I've got tr- I've got PTSD every time I get in this fucking. Yeah, I've, I would struggle. But yeah. this girl seems like a legend that wrote in. I yeah. mean, she seems like she took it on the chin and was like, "Do you know what? I'm fucking like. Good for you. I'm sure she'd done you a favor. I'm sure you're happier now. Who wants to be with someone like that? Like, yeah. I'm all for people discovering themselves. We know that internalized homophobia is a real thing. But again, don't don't behave like that at someone else's expense because there is just no excuse for it. There isn't. That's, I'm sorry, Randy has sent me into a rage. I've got to have a drink now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm in full rage mode. We actually haven't had any alcohol. We've not been, but we've not been boozing on this podcast. On the podcast. I mean, we have in general, but just not on the podcast. I don't know why. I think it's because we record oh, it. my migraines early. as well. True. I've not been cracking open the cans. No, I do love cracking open a beer on a... Um, love cracking open a beer. We love cracking open a gin in the tin at the moment as well. Love it. And also the red wine. Yeah. On a good Anything, Malbec right now. Actually. <laughs> and sanitizer. Anything you can offer us. Yeah, we'll take it. Apart from a Foster's. Oh, yeah, no. Or I'm not a fan of a red stripe either. I don't like cider. It's too flat. Don't like cider or a red stripe. Or Can't monsters. drink vodka, I'll fight. We like tequila. We like beer. Gin. Gin. Red wine. Red wine. I don't like white wine. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's our favourites. Yeah. So okay. if you see us, please buy us. <laughs> you want to buy us a drink? There's the All drinks the that we like. Yeah. And we will accept them willingly. We yeah. won't be like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll be like, yeah, thanks. Too far, I did actually get a listener a drink the other night. Did you? She came up and she was really, really cute. And she was really nice. Where? Lisa's. Oh, that's nice and of you. And then um, I knew that she she asked me what I was drinking. I was like, margaritas. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll drink a margarita. 
And then uh, I those went. Those margaritas are lethal. They are lethal. And then I went over to the bar and I said, "Can you send this over to that girl?" That, that was there, very nice of you, Freya. And I would not have thought to have done the no, same. No, but she. Um, I think she enjoyed it. And then she tried to buy me a drink before I left, but I was like already like en route out. Like, I really yeah. appreciate the fact that she was going to. But yeah. Um. Anyway, if you do see us, don't expect that from me every time. I must have just been feeling in a really I'm generous skin. mood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love you all, and we will speak to you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.